Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. So before we get into Andrea's episode today, I just wanted to let you guys know that we officially have a website. Yay! I am (laughs) so excited. We created a website. It is inhumanpodcast.com. We post about it on our Instagram yesterday. So if you guys missed that, you can go see it there and it's linked there. It'll be linked in our link tree. And going forward... It will always be linked in the show notes, and that's how you can access all of the sources for every episode. So instead of just putting a whole bunch of like links in the show notes, we will put them on the website, and then you can go there, and we'll have them for all the different episodes. So each episode will have a little like post about it, we'll have some info about it, and then all the sources. So yes, that's kind of just an overview Then the other awesome thing about the website is you can directly submit both listener stories and case suggestions through Mm. the website. So there's tabs, pages for both of those. It's right on the front page. You'll see it. One says listener stories. One says case suggestions. You can go in there for the listener stories. I made it so that your name and email is not required. So you can only put that if you want. Otherwise, you can just put the story and that way it'll be easier for us to keep track of everything and that way too you guys don't have to go and like type in an email you can just go to our website and submit it through there yes so easy so i just want to let you guys know that be sure to go check it out because we're really proud of it and it looks we want so you all good to, yeah to look at it it was um it was fun to make it was a challenge and definitely a learning experience <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but it was fun and i'm excited that we have it now and we have the domain in human podcast so that's us forever yes yay (laughs) but i think that's really the only business there's really not a lot of true crime news i feel like happening right now um the oh gosh i don't even know how to say it gislaine maxwell oh lord yeah that whole thing is going on oh you know what there is kind of news. Well, not news, but the school shooting oh, in okay. Michigan. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. There was a uh, shooting at a high school in Oxford, Michigan, and four people have died. There are, I think, three that are two or three that are still in critical condition. And um, the other, there were 11 people total who were shot. And so the rest of them are either stable or have already been released. But, you know, it's heartbreaking. And our thoughts and prayers go out to 
the whole community of Oxford, the friends and families of the victims, everyone. Yeah, and keep their family members and their loved ones in your thoughts and prayers because I can't imagine going through such a horrific act. Like, I know. <sighs> it's It's really scary, and it's also... Like, I've had multiple people, I posted a couple TikToks about it, and I've had multiple people comment that either they graduated from that high school, or they know somebody that goes to that high school, or they live nearby. And it's just crazy how small of a world it is, especially with social media now. And it's just so scary. So, yeah, our, our love goes out to everyone. And, you know, hopefully, one day, these types of things will stop. Yeah, I hope so. But... It just seems to get more and more sinister. Just. Yeah. We need to pray. Pray for our nation. Pray for this world. (laughs) Whoever you pray to, just keep doing it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I was going to actually, when you said that, it triggered the the Summer Wells search that's going on. Because there is a official search for her going on right now. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they ever, like, officially stopped searching for her, but there is a, the TBI is involved, and they are doing, like, an official search for her. So. Yeah, so they they said that, I mean, I don't think technically the search has ever stopped because she's still yeah. been missing, but they kind of had to stop the search just because a lot of the area was, like, overgrown and really hard to access, but now that it's winter time, they're able to access a lot more of it, so that's why they're searching And they've also made it very clear that there's not been any, like, brand new information that's led to this search. It's just that now that the weather has changed, they're able to access it better. Um, So, you know, hopefully that will lead to finding something that in relation to her case. um, I hope so. It's a crazy one. She literally just disappeared. From her yard, right? Yeah, she was in her yard. If you guys haven't heard her case, we covered her story back in, like, September. Um, we covered her along with uh, Jelani Day, Lauren Cho, and Daniel Robinson, and both her and Daniel are still missing. Unfortunately, Jelani and Lauren have both been found deceased, but Summer and Daniel are still missing, and both of them, there's been literally no trace. Nothing, yeah. No leads, no traces, no yeah anything so it's scary yeah okay so now i'm gonna just jump into my case um it's probably gonna be a short one it is it's it's crazy it's bananas it's just it, it reminds me of which we'll get into it but it reminds me of some of the cases that we've done recently um okay uh like people randomly missing from their cars okay yeah i haven't heard of this i haven't heard i never heard this case either but when i was looking up um the missing and murdered indigenous women i stumbled across her name she's not indigenous she's um a a young black woman but i i I read the details and i was like i have to cover this um because she is she is still missing so okay this is the case of phoenix colden Okay, so it was December 18th, 2011, when 23-year-old Phoenix Colden jumped into her 1988 black Chevrolet. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was my first car, a, a Chevy Blazer. It wasn't an 88. Oh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like love old cars. When Before I knew how to drive, I was like, I want for my first car to get like an old classic car. And my parents were like, yeah, no. <laughs> so I never got like, it. But practical. maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when our podcast podcast takes off and we have all the money in the world we (laughs) can get ourselves some nice old cars yeah i love it so she hopped into her chevy blazer she drove off and was never seen again oh my gosh her car was actually located less than 30 minutes from her home in spanish lake missouri oh my gosh And this December will mark 10 years since Phoenix disappeared. So on the 18th, it will be officially 10 years since she disappeared. How have I never heard of this? Me either. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Speculations of, you know, people people of color often not Mm -hmm. getting the coverage that they deserve and Maybe police not taking their cases as seriously as they would. It just, yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Her parents, Lawrence and Goldia Colden, said that Phoenix was a delightful young lady. She was responsible, very sweet, very athletic, and she was super intelligent. She grew up in church and was part of the handbell choir, <laughs> which I don't know. That's just, like, so fun. That reminds me of, like, Saved by the Bell for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's like there was an episode where they did that. I love the, that choir. I go to church once a year, but that is, like, my Christmas. favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah. that is my favorite part. And my mom, too. Like, we both always are so excited when that comes up because it's the best. It is. It's really beautiful to hear, like, something done by the handbell choir. Yeah, and it takes a lot of talent. Like, It really does. Easy. It really does. Yeah, I agree. So, Goldia, which is Phoenix, Phoenix's mother, she actually homeschooled Phoenix, and she was also a local junior fencing champion, and she oh played gosh. a variety of musical instruments. So this girl was like the jack of all trades. Like she did all of the wow. things. And, you know, she was homeschooled. So I feel like that gives you a little more room to have more activities. Yeah. Um, but she was doing it all. Like athletic, wow. smarts, musical, fencing. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. At the time of her disappearance, Phoenix was, uh, essentially, she was attending the University of Missouri, but she hadn't actually enrolled in classes for the upcoming semester yet, which was very unlike her. Um, Okay. Based on everything else, she seemed like she was, you know, really on top of things. And it was December, but she was not enrolled for January classes. Wow. Because, yeah, you usually have to do that pretty far in advance. So, yeah, that's definitely odd. Yeah. Um, She was actually raised in California and had relocated to Missouri because of her father's job. So that's why she was in Missouri at the time of her disappearance. Okay. Phoenix's parents had reported her missing the following morning after she didn't return home, you know, from the day before when she left. Right. They thought she was, like, running out to the store. I guess she didn't really give them a lot of details as to exactly what she was doing. Um, But they just assumed that she was, like, running out to the store, like, going to go pick something up. 
Um, and then when she didn't return home, they, of course, grew worried and they called it in. Right. And she was 23. So, like, it's not like she has to be constantly telling, yes, you know. But the dynamic between her and her parents, I think that that was, like, the normal. Like, she was. Okay. Very, you know, forthcoming about what she was doing, who she was with. Her parents were kind of on the strict side, from what I gathered. Um, So, it was just very out of character for her to do something like that, and for her parents not to know, like, where she was all night long. So, do you think that it was more of a, she just said, oh, I'm running out to the store, or was it, like, she just didn't say anything and, and left? Based on what I gather, she just said she was leaving and didn't tell her parents exactly what she was doing, and her father thought, oh, she's just running to the store. So maybe she okay. mentioned running out earlier that day. Right, or like running an errand whatever. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So come to find out, after two weeks of being missing, Phoenix's car had actually been located about three hours after she left home. Did, did yes. you guys hear my jaw hit the floor? What? <laughs> yeah. So three hours after she left home, and she left about 2.20 in the afternoon, her car was found. So it was found before, like, nightfall even hit. Exactly. And nobody notified her parents. Okay, where... I need details. I need details. So not only... Not only did they not lo- or not only did they not notify her parents, and they located it three af- three hours after she left home, but it was found in East St. Louis, Illinois, which is a whole ass other state from where she lives. Which I mean, they're very close to each other. The areas are very close from you know, like thirty minutes is what I said. Okay, I have questions. Okay, I have many questions. I um, hope I have one. the answers. <laughs> Do you know how far the actual cities are apart? Is it 30 minutes? It's like 25 miles, I think. It's like 30 minutes roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So like just over state lines. Okay. That's funny when you said 25 miles because here, like my commute used to be 25 (laughs) miles and it would take me like two Two hours. hours. But in the Midwest, I know it's a lot different. So, yeah. Okay. So it was about 30 minutes. So... I don't even know what to say. So was it the car, who found the car the three hours after? I will get to that. I will get to the details okay. of that. But right as soon as it was found, it was towed. So the the police oh. did not contact her parents and neither did the towing company. Because from what I understand, the vehicle was in her parents' name. Because okay. she's a college student, Which, you know, blah, blah, Yeah. And a car gets towed, you know, a car is left abandoned, it gets towed, and police don't necessarily have to get involved in that or would think anything, that anything, like, bad happened necessarily because cars are left right. abandoned all the time, unless it was, yeah. like, crashed or something. But I'm guessing there was not a lot of information put out about her because if there was, it would have been located. Right. So... Okay. When the when the vehicle was found, it was located in a traffic lane, so essentially in the middle of the road. Um, the engine, it was reported initially the engine was running and the driver's door was open. Okay, so that is a little weird then. 
That's not yeah. just like it was parked somewhere, so they towed it. Right. And her glasses, her purse, her ID were all still inside the vehicle as well. Again, if it was parked and and that was inside of it, you know, if it was parked and locked, but that was all inside of it, I would understand why the towing company would just tow it. But it right. was unlocked, running, and all of that stuff was inside of it. Why would you not, like, be like, what the hell? This is weird. Well, to top it off, put the cherry on the whatever. What was the saying? Cherry on the cake? Cherry on top? Well, it's just like yeah. put, to put the cherry on top, I think. Um, her shoes were also left in the floorboard of the driver's seat, which to me is not that odd because I often kick off my shoes when I drive. I know you should, right. shouldn't I do, do too. that. No, I do too. Yeah. It happens. But why, you know, if she voluntarily left the vehicle, she probably wouldn't have left her shoes behind. Right. And even if it was something like she, I don't know, was running low on gas or there was something, a weird sound in the car. So she pulled over and got out like that. You should still call the police and figure out what's going on. It shouldn't just be like, all right, we're going to tow it. Like, yeah, exactly. All right. No, that's weird. Like if it, because like in Jason Landry's case, like we just talked about earlier this week, the car was crashed and it was in the same condition. So just because it had clear evidence of a crash they called police but in this case they didn't you know get a proper police report because it probably didn't look like it had been crashed but it still could have there could have been something wrong with it it wasn't crashed and i mean from all accounts it was i mean it seemed to be in running working condition right so just because of that doesn't mean it's weird that it was sitting there running with nobody in it like, right. there should have been little bells in the tow truck head, tro- tow <laughs> truck driver's heads saying, like, hey, like. Where's your bells? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Hmm. Okay. So, the area that the vehicle was found is a very unsavory area of East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, there are dilapidated homes. It's known for its high crime and drugs. Um, okay. So it it's not somewhere that Phoenix would typically go, and okay. according to her family and friends, like she wouldn't go there willingly. But you know, we never know what is going through someone's mind when they're in these situations and when things happen. Because right, would there be any reason to believe that she might have been like driving through that area, going somewhere else? No, not necessarily because she wouldn't have, there There would be nobody at the end for her, like, you know, to be going that direction. Right. Like, she didn't know anyone in the area. Like, she didn't have, like, friends or family in that area necessarily. So, it was right. just very out of character and just not like her to even be around there. Because, like, she knew, you know. Right. Plus, if she was doing something like that, you know, bigger like that, she probably would have told her parents. Yeah. Like if she was going to visit a friend or go somewhere farther away than just like down the street to the store. Right. So her family was very shocked, as they should have been, that they were never notified that her vehicle had been found. 
Um, investigators yeah. suspect that it may have slipped through the cracks of due to being located in another state. But the areas were so close, and now everything's like on a national, like data base yeah. kind of thing. So, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, like if they would have listed her as a missing person properly. And, like, her vehicle and things like that, a red flag would have flown right up. Yeah. Sorry. When they found that, when they found that car. Yeah. I mean, it's, because even, like, in Noah Claire's case, the kid who disappeared from Tennessee, as soon as they put an Amber Alert out, they found that the car had been impounded in California like, days earlier, and it wasn't until they put out a national Amber Alert. So, like, maybe if they would have put out some sort of, like, even just a missing person or, like, a be on the lookout or I don't know what the criteria is for that, but, yeah, you know, th- and that should yeah. be the fir- one of the first things that they do. If somebody is reported as missing, they should check, like, databases of impound lots and tow companies and stuff like that for a car. Like, if you know they left in a car and their car is also missing... That should be, like, the first thing that's done, especially in, like, surrounding areas. And in the Midwest, if you guys aren't from the U.S., like, the Midwest is a lot of smaller states, so it's not uncommon to go between states. Right. Honestly, I just, I feel like someone dropped the ball and didn't do what they needed to do. And the typical story of she's an adult, she probably left willingly, she'll be back, blah, blah, blah. I'm just so sick of hearing that you know and it's it's almost always not the case (laughs) yeah so the day phoenix went missing was a seemingly normal day um it was sunday and she had gone to church with her mom and after they returned home phoenix chained into her sweatpants and a hoodie and headed outside to shoot hoops which just sounds like such a nice day (laughs) it really does um people that knew phoenix considered her to be a bit sheltered um, for 23. She didn't have a, have a lot of quote unquote life experience experience, which I feel isn't too out of the normal for someone her age. Like, yes, she was 23, but like she lived at home. Um, you know, yes, she was homeschooled and I guess some homeschooled kids are sheltered. Um, yeah. But I don't think that necessarily, you know, means you're a hundred percent, you know, sheltered, but it definitely can factor yeah. into it. I would have, like, if I hadn't gone to college, even just out of state, I think I would have been more on the sheltered side as a 23-year-old. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've i traveled a lot as a kid, so, like, that's good, at least. Yeah. But, you know, before I went to college, I was definitely sheltered, and I wasn't homeschooled, and I went to a public <laughs> school, but my yeah. area is just, like, a lot more sheltered that I grew up in so you know I don't find that super odd and then add on top of that that she was homeschooled and then even in college like she was living at home it wasn't like she was living in the dorms or whatever well she did at one point live in the dorm but um her parents were like this is silly like we're paying for a dorm like a dorm when you live right you know driving distance to the college which I get you know um yeah not all families have the luxury of dorming their kids or sending them off to school or whatever so yeah but I think I think mostly like 
the way she acted was just her personality. That's what I felt like, you know, based on other people that were um, interviewed for her case, like for other friends and stuff. I think she was just, you know, more on the, I don't want to say timid, but like, you know, just like more. Uh, Yeah, I get what you're trying to say. Like, just a little quieter, not as, like, out there. Yeah, that was just her personality. It wasn't just that she... Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get what you're saying. So I think maybe, like, sure, the fact she was homeschooled, like, maybe that factored into it. But I think mostly it was just, like, her personality up until this point in time. Yeah, because there's plenty of people who are homeschooled who are really outgoing. It's just, like, Like that comes down to your personality. (laughs) Yeah. My sisters were homeschooled, well, until high school. And then they're both, like, pretty... They're like me. Like, they kind of can go back and forth. Yeah. Like, be introverted and extroverted. So. Which I feel like is a lot of people nowadays. Like, a lot of us are like, I like to be with people, but also shut up and leave me alone. I want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, during the initial invest- investigation of Phoenix's case, um, it definitely did not get much media coverage. It, unfortunately, was not plastered all over the news. The community was not questioned extensively. Much like many of the cases we cover, her parents were told, like I mentioned, by local law enforcement that Phoenix is 23 years old. She's allowed to disappear and not tell her family where she's going. But much like many cases, her parents know her. This isn't like her. She would not just up and leave and not tell them where she was going. And she certainly would just not ever come back home 10 years later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you don't just go from having a normal life especially at that age like I know sometimes with like teenagers they say that because they're like oh they're just rebelling or going off with their boyfriend or whatever whatever but at 23 like you're enough of an adult that you don't just completely change your whole life right so because of all these things her parents of course cover the town and missing flyers there's actually so I watched um a documentary on her case as well and there's still missing person missing persons flyers from 10 years ago wow that reminds me of the springfield three yeah her community has not given up hope um and they're still very much convinced that she will return home So on that note, many locals suspect that Phoenix was more than likely probably sex trafficked, um, which is a major issue in the area. Not necessarily the town that she lives in, because it's kind of like that suburbia, you know, everybody knows everybody um, kind of town. But, you know, in the areas around it, doesn't have the best reputation as far as that's concerned. However... Later in the investigation, some strange details did come to, like, came to surface that could be kind of telling. Okay. The first thing was that the officer who found Phoenix's vehicle, so it was a police officer that found her vehicle, swerved, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I didn't want to tell you that because I was like, I want to hear all the things you're going to say. And then I want to drop the ball that it was a police officer that found her car. What the fuck? Yeah. So he claims (laughs) 
that when he arrived on scene, the car was not actually running and the keys were not in the ignition. The vehicle was more or less parked. Yes, still in that traffic lane, as I mentioned before, but in his opinion, did not appear to be abruptly abandoned. But either way, it's abandoned in a traffic lane and the all of the person's belongings are inside, including their shoes. And then who the hell said that it was running? So the parents, during their interview, they couldn't, you know, recall who told them that. And they think that it was um, possibly like the towing company or one of the okay. local. So this officer was was in the area that the car was found. So it was in that East St. Louis, Illinois. So they're thinking right. that maybe it was a local police officer who told them that or possibly the towing um, company said okay. that. And they actually got her belongings when they picked up the car. So it was like okay. for two weeks, no one even knew anything. <laughs> so what that sounds like to me is it was like some sort of just like traffic cop that saw a car pulled over, called a towing company and didn't think twice about it. Pretty much. Yeah. He did say that he entered it into that national database. Um, and it should have flagged in right. their County. But basically, he says, like, they dropped the ball and, like, he did everything, right. you know, he was supposed to do. So, okay, I don't know. I mean, give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But <laughs> to play devil's advocate, as I always do, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to be, like, my tagline. Um, <laughs> it, I don't necessarily, especially if the car was off, which, like, not saying that her parents were wrong, but maybe they were told the wrong thing. You know, who knows who was right in that situation. But... It sounds like it was a situation where he, a police officer saw a car with nobody in it in a place that it shouldn't be. So he called the towing company. And at that point, he wouldn't necessarily have a reason to think that anything was wrong. I mean, you could maybe use your intuition, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah, not and, everyone has you know, it. <laughs> Even cops. No, and it's, and it's not their full, that's not necessarily his job. I mean, right. we could argue that maybe it is, but, you know, technically it's <laughs> not his job. So, okay, but why the hell did it not get picked up then when right. she was reported missing? Like, because for they two really, weeks. They really missed that 48-hour window of, like... yeah. All of the things, you know, because they say those first 48 hours are the most important and they really are because that could be the difference of miles and miles and miles between her vehicle and her or the search and her. And it just really stacks the odds against her being found. Yeah, especially if she's trafficked. Like if you're going to be taken out of the country, it's going to take a hot second for that to happen. But it's not going to so take scary. that long because I'm sure they move quick. So it's, it's like. so scary. It is. It's terrifying. But it's like if she would have been reported and, you know, the information would have been out there right away and they would have known that's where her car was found. They could have mm-hmm. looked in the area, spread the word, and maybe somebody might have seen her. Right. So as I mentioned, you know, her purse, her, you know, all the things, her phone was one of the things found in the vehicle And there was a video on that phone from November, like literally almost a month to the day before she went missing. 
And in the video, it was like a selfie video. Kind of, it it, it kind of reminded me of almost like a video diary type thing. I don't know if that was her okay. thing, but this is what, you know, my perception of the video was. Um, she was talking about how she had been, she was parked and she was saying how she had been ditched. And I don't know if that meant like ditched like by a guy or ditched mm-hmm. by a dealer or what exactly she was referring to she was just like i've been ditched and she was just like i am just like sick of everything and i just want to start over and she also in the video asked god to help her accept the things she couldn't change do you know that quote like where it's like god grant me the serenity serenity to accept the things I can't change um, something, 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 and the wisdom to know the difference. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's it's like a kind of popular quote, yeah. It's not like from the Bible or anything. It's just something someone made up, but um, it's just one of those things like just to accept what's happening to you instead of like dwelling on all the things right. that are going okay. wrong, you know, that kind of thing. And she also talked about how she had recently put herself in a regretful situation. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you could run wild with any of those theories of what she meant. Right. You know? And just because she said, I want to start over, does not mean that, one, she would go through with it. But, two, you're going to start over. You're not going to leave your car in the middle of a random area and walk yeah. away without your shoes. Like, right. that that would be, like, something you would have to plan for a really long time. And it'd be, like, a person that would plan that. And it does not sound like she's someone like that. Right. And it, you, you know, you might abandon it somewhere, but not in a parking lane 30 minutes from your house. Like, that just doesn't yeah. add up. To me, it just, to me, more so than, like, her really just running away and starting over to me it just seems like she is at that age where she's really trying to figure out who she is what she wants Um, maybe she's trying new things doing new things that are out of character for her and maybe she has some guilt and some regret and I think that's completely normal I mean some people go through that a little bit earlier in life some people go through that a little bit later in life but I feel like she's definitely at that age where Everything is just very heightened and you just like, you have a lot of pressure on you to like do all these things in chronological order and like graduate and get married and have babies and what's my career and what do I want to do and ah, you know? Right. So I think that is more what we were witnessing in that video, not her being like, I did these horrible things and now I want to run away and start over. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. And you know, maybe she like hooked up with a guy and then regretted it. And that could explain the I've been ditched comment. And then it's like, oh, I just want to start over. Like, I'm so like, I'm so embarrassed of myself or whatever it is. Like, but that doesn't mean you leave your car somewhere and disappear forever. Exactly. So another thing that was interesting that was found uh, amongst her belongings was a cell phone bill. That was not the same cell phone that was under her parents' plan. So she basically had another phone. 
which a couple of her very close friends knew about. Okay. Um, and I think the reason that she had this phone was because she also had a boyfriend that her okay. parents did not know about named Michael. And from what I gather, he's not the type of, of guy that her parents would approve of, which we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've all been there. So I definitely, like, don't think that's abnormal. I don't think that that makes no. her a bad person. I don't think that makes her... No. You know, anything. I think that makes her just a normal-ass young lady. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like you said, we've all been there. and Yeah. And it also sounds like her parents were, like, extra strict. So yeah. that doesn't surprise yep. me that, like, she didn't, you know, tell them. Tell and them, yeah. She's smart enough to get a new phone. Hell, when I had a boyfriend that <laughs> my parents didn't approve of and I was in college or high school... And they would, like, monitor my phone, like, early high school because they knew that I was doing shady shit, which, like, it's not shady shit. It's just dating a guy that they didn't like. But either way, like, I took my iPod Touch and messaged with him on, like, messaging apps. So that would be, like, a similar thing to, like, getting another phone plan and texting them, but just an adult version because you can actually do that. Right. We've all done things like that. I mean, that's just, like, part of your introductory into, like, young adult, teenage, whatever. And usually the parents are right. They are. Yep. (laughs) But you kind of, you know, you have to go through Nine times out of ten, yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I don't think that that says anything about her other than that she was just a normal 23-year-old. Right. So, of course, after she went missing, they did find out about this Michael, and they did say, yes, he's not someone that we would want, you know, her to be spending time with, probably for good reasons. But he was ruled out pretty early on, and he was very cooperative with police. So, okay, at least there's that. Yeah. Police, so I mentioned, like, kind of what the community thought probably happened to her. But police also feel like she was probably most likely abducted or sex trafficked. Um, and they also have a theory that she she may have been murdered and her body has just never been recovered. Oh, my God. Um, but they just don't have, like, literally any evidence to prove any of those theories at this time. So I have a question. Do you know if they ever determined if something was wrong with the car because like i could see the the car was no the car was in working condition i mean okay her parents picked it up they also did dna testing on the the inside of the vehicle the only dna that came back was hers there was no blood there was no stranger dna um because my thought was like i wonder if there was like something wrong with the car or it even could have just like sounded weird or made a weird sound so she pulled over to like check it and then yeah something happened like she got abducted like that and that would explain why all her stuff was inside including her shoes like one of the um uh investigators that was interviewed or i think it was i think he was a local uh, law enforcement or local detective or whatever um he said one of the things that these sex traffickers were will like try to pull is they'll pull up beside their target um, and, like, roll down the window, and they'll be talking, like, from their driver window 
like through the passenger or from the driver's side through the passenger to right. the driver in the car. And then they'll kind of talk in a low tone where she can't hear them. Oh. And then she'll be like, I can't hear you. What are you saying? And then they'll say, well, just come over here to my window and I'll tell you. And then when they walk around the back of the vehicle, someone actually is in the trunk and grabs them. Oh, my God. So. so scary. That is very scary. Like, I'm, I would never get out of my car for a stranger personally, but, like, not everyone's built like that mentally to, like, be paranoid of everything. (laughs) Well, and that was also 10 years ago, and I feel like over the last you know, 10, 15 years, it, more about that has come to light, so people are yeah. more aware. Right, exactly. So, like, we're thinking that now, but maybe 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been as aware. Mm. <laughs> probably me, but most people, yes, I feel like. You know, I honestly probably, 10 years ago, I've always I had stranger danger. I always okay. have. Like, it, even as a small child, I was like, someone's always trying to get me. <laughs> See, I... I have a, I mean, I kind of have that, and I have that a lot now that I do mm-hmm. listen to true crime, but yeah. I'm also very trusting. So, like, before I knew all of this, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want people to, like, I don't like awkward situations, you know? So, mm, like, I could have seen myself true. doing something like that where, like, oh, shoot, it's my fault. I can't hear them. Let me go out. I mean, I don't know if I would have done that, but that's also hard to say. Like, you don't know what you would do in the moment. Yeah, but you put yourself in, like sketchy situations because you were wanted to be polite and I've done that as well but yeah yeah not not realizing I mean definitely thinking in my mind I could be murdered or they could snatch me but also like being more worried about the perception of them thinking that I'm rude then yeah 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 Yeah. I can but you know 10 years ago and maybe being some someone that isn't as aware as you and I are you know, people yeah. who do true crime for almost a living, it, yeah. you know, I could see that, you know, something like that, she could have done something like that. And again, that would explain why all of her stuff was still in the car and it was possibly yeah. still running. And Or she could have just been straight up snatched out of her car because chances are she's driving a 1988 Chevy Blazer. There's no automatic locks when you close the door. True. So you're driving around with your car unlocked the whole time so you're at a red light which is is kind of where she was where the car was found somebody could have just grabbed her and because she was beautiful I mean she was a very attractive she's athletic you know all these things they could have been watching her they could have seen her anything is possible and just snatched her right out of her car yeah so so about a year or so after phoenix went, went missing her parents were sadly hoaxed um, and they basically gave up their home and their entire life savings <gasps> to follow to follow a lead from a man in Texas claiming he knew where Phoenix was. What the fuck? That is yeah. a different level of evil. That is a very you're going. You have a special place in hell, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and he knew it was weird because he knew details that were not public knowledge, and I think that's what made them. Okay. Plus, like, I feel like as a parent, you would do anything. Oh, yeah. Like, I would anything. do anything for my dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's like, like that times, you know? yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah you will exactly. literally, I mean, peel the skin off your body for your kids. Like, yeah. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> it's, that's how intense it is. 
your uh, motherly instinct is intense right now as you're growing two humans. I know, right? <laughs> um, and sadly, that was not the first hoax that the family had endured. Like, it, it wasn't as extreme as this. Um, but, Jeez. you know, people were... What is wrong people, with people? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, just fucking stop. My God. Sorry. I can't I'm imagine like... being that evil. I just can't imagine being that evil. I know. According to the Huffington Post, Goldia, which is her mother, said, quote, it's just money and it's just the house. We did what we had to do for Phoenix. She will be 24 years old on May 23rd. We are desperately hoping she is still alive and we can get her home to celebrate. So this was a year, a year after she went missing. So they were still holding out hope, you know, that they could bring her home and celebrate her 24th, 24th birthday. And just get ready. Get your tissues out because... Oh, no. The tree... So she went missing December 18th, right? Right. The tree and the presents from Christmas, from the Christmas that Phoenix went missing, are still up in their family home. And her mother said they will remain up until Phoenix comes home. I have no words. I, um, full on... Yeah. I just literally can't... The pain... I mean... I see a lot of interviews of parents and I see a lot of different emotions and I see a lot of, um, you know, tears and silence and just all, all over the board, the pain in her mother's eyes will be something I never forget. Honest to God. Wow. It, it takes a lot for me to cry because of probably because I'm on Zoloft, but (laughs) yeah. I remember those like, days. <laughs> yeah, not fun. But yeah. I'm crying. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Phoenix is a black female. She is about 5'6, weighing about 125 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. Her ears are pierced, and she occasionally wears glasses. Phoenix was last seen wearing a black hoodie. And gray sweatpants with the word Lindenwood or the letters USML, which is the school um, she went to. Right? University of St. USLM, St. Louis, Missouri. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I typed it wrong. On one leg and she had on black sneakers. If you have any information that could lead to the discovery of Phoenix Colden, please contact the St. Louis police at... 314-615-5317, and I will have all that information um, on our website. And also the show Um, notes. You can put like that. And the show notes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will have all that information in the show notes, so if you have any information that could lead to her her discovery, please come forward, even if it's the tiniest detail, um, anonymous, whatever it it is, just, just do it and try to get these people their daughter home yeah and you know this is a reminder just because it's been 10 years does not mean that she can't be found um no. michelle knight amanda berry and gina de jesus were found or escaped but you know were found yeah. after 10 years when almost everybody thought that they had all been killed so yeah. you just never know and yeah and her situation could be very much like theirs i mean yeah and and beyond beyond popular belief even my own people who are sex trafficked are returned home occasionally 
Yeah. I don't think it's the normal, but there are women out there who have spent a decade in sex trafficking and they return home. Yeah. So. Like, she has to be out there somewhere. Like, whether she's alive or not, she has to be out there somewhere and somebody has to know something. She did not just walk up off and, and yeah. disappear like i'm sorry but i do not believe that she purposefully took off so she has to be out there somewhere me either somebody has to know something and it's ridiculous that it's been 10 years and there has been nothing yeah i agree so that is the case of phoenix colden um i will of course put pictures of her beautiful face all over our instagram so you can see what she looks like and know her face um yeah make sure you're following us it's inhuman underscore podcast i will also share information about her case on our um facebook page which is just inhuman a true crime podcast if you haven't yet make sure you head over to apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review um and then we posted something on our um, instagram the new way to subscribe to the podcast because it's different now you have to hit the little plus button at the top even i didn't know how to do that i didn't either shout out to sarah turney for bringing that (laughs) to our attention not that she's listening but um (laughs) (laughs) um but if she is hi but yeah (laughs) so thank you guys so much for listening and until monday Keep it human. Bye, everyone. Wow. I am shook. <laughs> <laughs>